Welcome to the Success IQ Podcast, the show for entrepreneurs who want to create and live an exceptional life. I'm your host, Jeff Nicholson, and this is episode 62. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are in the world today. I truly hope you are having an amazing week. So we've got a great guest this week, Vicky Grek. Now, Vicky is an international speaker. She is also a contributor in Entrepreneur Magazine, AP and Pro Movie Maker. And today we are going to discuss about using your smartphones to create great content that creates more traffic, increase engagement and ultimately convert to sales. So Vicky, welcome to the show. Hi, Jeff. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you. I'm very good. So it's lovely to have you on the show, not only because we've known each other for so long, not only because um, obviously you've been a client of mine in the past, so it's great to have you on the show. But can you tell... Oh, you get away with from me, right? I know. I know. I know. I've tried. I've tried. But it's... No chance. <laughs> but is there... Can you just tell us a little bit about your journey that's brought you to this point today? Okay. it's It's been a long and uh, very... Uh... Can I say screwed up ones? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we, we... I'm starting. <laughs> so I originally, um, when I left school, worked for my parents and was into fashion and I loved it. And then I saw my dad really stressed out. He was wanting to retire and asked me to take it over. I think I was about 20 at this stage and I decided that he looked way too stressed. I didn't want a stressful job and I didn't want to do it. I did feel a bit bad at the time, but I thought, no, this is good. I don't want that path. Then I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do. So I decided to just figure out what's the quickest way to make money and what jobs pay lots of money. So I decided to get into investment banking. Of course, that wasn't stressful, was it? <laughs> no. um, I probably had a good 10 years in banking. And I think the mindset that I learned from my dad growing up in a business really helped me because I kind of ended up running that trade floor um, after a few years. Had a lovely life. I couldn't complain. I, had, I didn't have to worry about money. Um, I kind of bought whatever I wanted and I thought I was happy, but actually I wasn't. I had booked a safari holiday and one of the traders opposite me said to me, oh, have you got a nice camera? I was like, no, I'm going to buy a pair of Jimmy Tube boots. And he was like, we can't photograph with those things. So I bought this DSLR thing that I had no idea how to use. Um, I think I managed to get it on P mode, which I thought was really technical and really cool. <laughs> And the first photo I took of a cheetah on an anthill, I kind of say now changed my life. Mm. I was like, I have missed the creativity. What is going on? So I knew I wasn't happy at that point. I then bribed and paid a waiter to take me out of the compound so I could see what Africa really was like. And it was when I walked into a school and saw the horrificness of the village, of the school, that I asked the headmaster to sponsor someone I had to explain what that was because nobody did at that time. And that's when I kind of said, I'm going home to quit my job. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. I need to make a difference. I don't need to make a bank loads of money. And I also felt pretty guilty that the week before I'd been in Miami on a spend up, drinking, boozing, buying handbags and crap. I kind of thought I could have fed this whole village with all that money. Mm. I would say my career started from then. 
Um, I quit my job. Everyone thought I was nuts. No one supported me. My dad was, mum and dad were thought like I'd taken drugs or something in Africa. I was like, what happened to her? And I won't say it's been a rosy journey. My first year, I was glad for anyone to pay me anything to photograph because I was so excited about it. Mm. Um, I ended up shooting something like 52 weddings. I did about 40 corporate shoots. So it all looked rosy, but I was getting a little bit tired of it, but I didn't want to admit it. And I sat down with my accountant, all rosy, all excited. And he told me how much debt I was in because I hadn't done my numbers of all things being a banker, right? Mm -hmm. So that kind of killed it for me. Whereas everyone around me was saying, you're so stressed, you're so stressed. You say you're happy, you're going to follow your dreams. Well, you're not happy. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs maybe go through that or some of the listeners now will, will get what I mean, that it's not a happy place. But it's way more happier than being controlled by someone in a corporate world or wherever else you are. And you kind of, you know, in your gut somewhere along, you're going to get there. You just don't know when. Mm. My second year, um, someone showed me a video shot on a DSLR. And this was way, way back um, when I don't think, I didn't know anyone filming on a DSLR there. And as a photographer, everyone around me said I was nuts to want to try and do video, that I should just be in my box and be a photographer. So of course, as Jeff knows really well, I don't listen. <laughs> Not at all. I just don't do what I want to do. Um, I spent the next year screwing up really badly. And I would say failure for me has been the best thing that's happened to me. I have managed to fail way more than most people, very spectacularly, even on camera, even on live TV, that actually I managed to master this video thing to the point that they asked me to go teach at Pinewood Film Studios. So I guess I don't really want to say this to inspire anyone, but more to empower them to say, I was a banker or even like a fashion designer. What did I know about anything? Mm. And it's just that whole mindset and you'll find a way. If you really mm. know what you want and you love, you'll get there. Mm. Yeah, it's good. I mean, it's interesting because it's that thing that you say is the challenges and how you're doing a job that gives you a reward on one side but actually is taking so much more emotionally, spiritually, and everything else. And it's that balance, isn't it? 10 years Mm. of my life to, I guess, get where I am. And Mm. I think, and this is so crappy because everyone does say this. If I could do it again, I definitely regret some of the things I missed out on. Mm. But that's the way it goes. But it shaped you as well. Yes, yes. And I think definitely from that point of being then a videographer to producing productions, to doing films, to then becoming a marketer and teaching and filming on Mm. an iPhone, which I love. But for me, it was much more than an entrepreneur journey. Mm. So my kind of problem still is I love the startup phase and the hardness and getting it right. And then once Mm. it goes on even kill, I'm like, let's get someone else to manage it. Yeah. Need a challenge. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, let's let's talk about because you you obviously you work with the video marketing and the content creation and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that you you can like emphasize on is moving away from the because I know we've had many conversations with the amount of tech I have had bought <laughs> or whatever. You have the uh, most tech anyone yeah. has I know. Like you're yeah. right on me. <laughs> <laughs> I just go, I just go with the cheapy ones. Yeah. And, but you go, and now you're obviously looking at it from the video, the, um, the sort of the smartphone side, Yeah. because it's that, it's that obstacles that so many people have to go, well, I can't produce video because I haven't got the great tech, yeah. but actually you don't need that. Do you? 
it's BS. I promise yeah. you. So my team, when I was creating Video Marketer, gave me like zero budget. They kind of said to me, right, no lights, no mm. lenses, no whatever, just, just the minimum. And actually, for the first time ever, I was back at when I started to be resourceful with my resources, mm. which actually made me way more creative. So yeah. I was like, I ended up filming someone's wedding totally like not planned in St. Lucia. And from there, it ricocheted my career and it kind of split. So the videographers were pissed off with me mm. because actually it was really good quality and it was only iPhone 6. Mm. I had broadcast quality audio mm. through my iPhone. Mm. And then the small businesses, and this is how Video Marketer kind of formed and almost like the conversations we had, you were saying mm. to me, just do some videos. Show mm. me how to do lights properly. Show me how to do this. Yeah. Um, and I just created what the market wanted mm. and budget. I mean, I did the nonprofit thing I did. It was handheld, everything, everything I say, don't do. Mm. But in that situation, You're going against your street. <laughs> pulled off something, yeah. but it's understanding the fundamentals of light basically. And once you've nabbed that, mm. you can make something look good anywhere. And I suppose it's as well as it is that challenge, isn't it? Because it doesn't have to be crazy expensive with that start and you talk about the audio because is that is my my always challenge and we again we've had many conversations about this it was thinking that we had i had to have the how would i say I'm, I'm trying to be the ridley scott kind of like thing do you know that perfectionism thing that kicks in and you go no i need to be and i don't just need to create great video my audience are only going to watch you know world-class imagery and world-class sound and which is say, the yeah which is the more important yes um going through my career i was always visually first because i came from that side now um in hollywood we'll say 51 percent is audio i actually think 80 percent is audio i would rather hear someone clearly than see a bad visual but then as i'm going to point out anyone if they can see the video i'm like Jeff, it's really bright on one side of your face right now. I know, she's been, she has been saying this this whole lot. And, and one of the things is perfectionism is Vicky's downfall. Um, I've learned to let it go. But yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to, next time we speak, I'm going to get a, like an old RAF searchlight. And I'm just going to blast it through the window. Just to annoy you. Too much. Yeah. Um, well, so Zoom should be listening. Zoom should have a white balance yeah. app. So on I the still thing. have, maybe because I still have the perfectionist issue, but um, the Tony Robbins stuff I've done, and he's quite affected a lot of my self development, is I keep going, why not? Why can't I have my cake and why can't I eat it? So I'll go, well, why can't, Jeff? You can have a great visual like Richie Scott and you can have great audio. For instance, the office that I'm in now um, has tiled floors. It's one of the worst places to film audio. So what I did is got my other half to put some wood on the wall. So it's a feature, something nice to film against. And I just bring in a rug in here. But I used to bring blankets in here. And put, like, everything from the living room got chucked on the floor because it dampens the sound. So it's almost really, I think for the small businesses out there, you want to film like you're a rookie filmmaker, an indie filmmaker, where you don't have the budget but you have all the like creativity around it to still make it sound really great. Um, and with Sennheiser, who I've worked with over the years now, I'm signed to an NDA, so I still can't say anything, but I think early Q1 next year, they will have what I've been bugging them to have 
for a long time that is a game changer for everybody. Like there's no reason to get this wrong now. But what they do have at the moment that I've been using over the years is the Clipmic Digital. So this is something that goes in the lightning port and I plug it on and it's as good as my 1500 pound professional G3 kit that I use on my bigger cameras. Well, I am going to write that down. <laughs> but what I would say to your viewers is maybe don't buy that yet. If you mm. can wait till next year, hold off. You will want something different. <laughs> uh, uh, or if you like me, you'll get both. Oh, you get both. Yeah. <laughs> and on the other note, the the smartphone market is growing so much. I've been asking and bugging some of the suppliers I know to take it seriously. Um, and Sennheiser have produced something for just the normal market. But I don't think they realize what's going to happen with filmmakers, the binaural earphones. So these are earphones that you put on. They've got a microphone left and right. And they record binaural, not just stereo. So everything we hear right now and we film is in stereo. So if you can imagine, um, and this is a project I'm working with uh, Conor McGregor and Owen Roddy, is when they're getting hit wherever they're getting hit, you'll feel it in the film. You'll hear it. You'll hear each side and whereabouts. Like if you have a plane go over your head, you can hear the plane coming. Like it's scary. And then you can hear exactly where it is. Is it the left side or the right side? And that just plugs into your iPhone and you just hit record. And it, it does it all for you. It's actually insane. You don't have to do anything. So I think we're definitely, for anyone that doubted the smartphone, and it's also gonna work for Android, is just you can stick your head in the sand and be a bit like when DSLR went from film to digital. Everyone thought it would never happen, but everyone that stayed film went out of business. So I definitely, I would now rather spend money on gadgets for smartphones than DSLR and trying to work it out. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. We just have that shallow depth of field where mm. you can blur things out of focus. Isn't there, I can't control it on the phone yet. No, and that's the thing that it's a lot of the times is when I'm speaking to people and I'll, um, cause my son does cinematography and, and videography. He, he probably listened to you too much. Um, <laughs> and, um, when he set it up, that's the one thing people will say from a, I guess from an external point of view or from a client base, that's what they see as a professional looking video. Okay, is let that you as a tip. Okay. If you have a long enough room or location, the further away you are from your background, Mm. And the nearer you are to your camera, it naturally will do that anyway. Uh, yeah. So you can uh, trick it. So I need to buy it. a house with a long haul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Having that, so you're about maybe three, four foot. Because the other thing you don't want to do, if you're too near in the frame, depending on what cultures you're selling to and marketing to, they will feel like you're infringing their space. So they would the psychology of the performance as well as just getting the visual right um but for me yeah like the the effect that we have like i've got the new well it's not new anymore the i7 phone 7 plus um the a photo effect where it blurs it for any photographer they'll tell you it's absolute crap it's digital it's not nice naturally i can force the lens to do that by going nearer to my object and the background goes out of focus lovely and natural uh, okay all right okay so let's talk about how people can get started with doing it i mean obviously the first thing is get off your backside and do something because yeah, you've got yeah. to try I mean, don't you my first videos even on dslr are like car washes 
left, right, up, down. They're, they're horrific. But you got to start somewhere. I mean, Gary Vaynerchuk's first videos were awful. And now this is when I think um, you've got to as a business go, okay, so Gary's been going on and on about doing daily videos, daily emails, things like that. For me, anyone that emails me daily is going to piss me off. I don't have time. I've got too many emails. So for me, it's just quality over quantity. And also it's nice when you've got a film team filming you the whole time and editing off camera, but you can do those. We, we're not all luxury to that. For me, it's very easy because I know what I'm doing. <laughs> so, um, one of the apps I love, if you want to get started, is an app called View, V-U-E. Um, it's an American app, but I think they've put it back on the store and I'm able to create three clips, put a title on, it pushes them all together, and export it straight out in square, in horizontal and vertical. So all my Instagram stuff, if I want to do a video literally within a minute, I'll do that. Okay. Um, is, is that the same as the Adobe? Is Adobe bought something out a bit like Spark or something? Adobe Video Spark. Yeah, yeah. Which is more of an editing software. Okay, okay. So Adobe Spark Video is good, but View is by far, and you know how impatient I am, Jeff. <laughs> No, no. If something takes more than two seconds, I'm like, no, I need to find a quicker route. So View is the quickest app, my go-to app. Um, I love Filmic Pro. I will not, this is the crap. I can't use Filmic Pro in View. It's the native camera app. So we've done tests with using the native camera app in any camera and using Filmic Pro to control the camera. It's a different, different beast. I mean, I now have something called Focus Assist on it. I can do focus pulls. I can put you in and out of focus smoothly. Um, I've got color to change the colors because sometimes you'll see you look a bit yellow. Mm. Or, or white. Or white. Yeah, <laughs> actually, if I was filming you now, I can control it this side with my iPhone and just. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so okay. Filmic Pro. And I know the developers personally, I know the people behind the app um, and the ambient. Headphones work with it. it Means we will be able to broadcast live, and people will be able to hear what's going on. Wow, that's amazing! Yeah. That's amazing. So when you when so I suppose there's different things about number one is is just getting the camera up and getting ready to record, but yeah. the other one is is how do you as easy as possible? How could you set up a simple shot? Because okay. you know as you're saying distance and that sort of thing. Yeah, I have this thing called alls. So if you think about that as audio, lighting, location, then your kind of subject and that movement. So kind of what I would say first is go for audio. And the way I work out as a room good for audio is I'll clap. I won't do this now because we're on a podcast. I'll spike your audio. But I'll clap to see if I can hear echoes and the least amount of echoes and dead noise. So if you've got carpet in a room, way better. If you've got curtains, then maybe it's better. I've only got blinds in here, so hence why I will bring in stuff that's going to soak up the sound. Then light. What you want to make sure you do is face a window. So if you see, I'm right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but not too near. Um, so always window light. And if there's any women listening as well, they'll understand this. This is the most flattering light ever. Standing under fluorescent lamps or long lights is is ugly for everybody. Um, LEDs are quite good because they tend to not flicker as much. So I'd say go for where you look, the lighting is the best. Then if you have a low-based camera, so if you don't have a good quality smartphone, if you go out in good daylight, 
you'll get a much better quality image. If you film at night, it'll be rubbish. You want to try and film in the day. Um, you want to make sure your head to maybe your stomach, top of your stomach is in frame and you haven't got too much space above your head. So my shot and your shot now is probably not great because there's too much space above their heads. And then slow down. So if I move then into, like you said, performance, slow down and smile. There's a five second subconscious rule before you even speak where everybody judges you. So no crossed arms, keep arms open, don't point at camera. Um, almost if you're gonna point a camera, open for hand and fist upwards. Um, but slow down and I personally don't like scripted stuff. Um, so there's a for and against it. I do use scripted if I'm doing a sales video. And there's a teleprompter app that is just called Teleprompter. So what I might do, Jeff, afterwards, I can give you um, maybe a link of all my kit. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Apps that I love. And I'll use that when I'm doing a screen capture and I'm talking through the lines and it's like a typewriter. Mm. If I am doing a video to camera, I like to just do it naturally. Because I think when you script something, you're concentrating on the script and not the mm. connection. Yeah. And also it changes your voice, doesn't it? Because I sound like C-3PO when I'm reading from a script. <laughs> Actually, I, my wife would say I sound like R2-D2 when I'm anyway. reading from a script. Yeah. <laughs> and do you know what? Actors train to do this. That's why they're good at it. We aren't. So try and keep it shorter. If you're like me, I will blabble and babble and babble and babble. So I might stick a piece of paper underneath my iPhone with the three points I need to talk about. I'm kind of almost a timer so I can see, right, let's, let's round up now. So I'm really excited about this new exclusive and intimate membership I am launching to celebrate the one year birthday of the show. It's a hybrid combining the benefits of masterminding and group coaching, as well as so much more. It really is stacked full of additional fantastic bonus content. If you're looking for a highly supportive group that will hold you accountable to achieve your goals and assist you to take your life to the next level, this is the community for you. It's called the Success IQ Alliance, and it is only open to 10 people. That's right, only 10 people. If you'd like to be one of those 10, then head over to the Facebook page and register your interest. There is an application process so I can make sure that only the right people become part of this exclusive community. Join this transformational community and start creating that exceptional life today. Visit facebook.com forward stroke success IQ podcast to get all the information you're looking for. What we're going to do now is we're going to jump to the second part of the show. Uh, it gives me an opportunity to put you on the hot seat and um, <laughs> ask everyone. It's a bit like mastermind. You should spin round at the end. Um, you know, the scary thing is, you know how transparent I am and how honest I, I am. Oh, yeah, I'm so looking forward to this. Question number one. How much time a week do you spend on self-development? Now, that can be spiritually, physically, or mentally. Okay, should I give you my average uh, day now that I do? So before I get out of bed... I almost have a 10 minute meditation. And before I go to bed, I then get up. Um, hopefully Mark doesn't hear this, my other half. I actually prefer now walking the dog on my own because for the first 15 minutes, I listen to another meditation. I then spend the next half an hour saying out loud, the dog doesn't mind anymore now, <laughs> um, all my incantations. Um, I then might do some tapping and EFT about some of the blocks. 
and then carry on listening to meditation. So a good hour and a half. So almost exercising, meditating, incantations, tapping. Um, I then come back and I might do another 40 minute meditation by binaural kind of um, brainwaves and kind of, I'm getting, as I said to Jeff, I've got quite quite woo woo now. <laughs> this is this is, there's an element where this is very different to the Vic that I originally started yeah. to work with. Yeah, I would be like, oh my gosh, I need to work. I can't spend that time doing that. Um, and from there, even if I'm working on something, I am either listening to Audible. So I would say to you, I probably do at least two three hours every day, and I'm fascinated by it and I love it. I can't get enough of it. And like that, what I call my hour of power in the morning, an hour and a half, no one, no one infringes that. Like it's my time and I, I don't even really like reading emails or anything else. I'm like, before, Jeff, you wouldn't have known this. I'm answering emails as soon as I open my eyes. Now I'm like, screw this. This is me and my life. And I need to get myself in a vibration of goodness to deal with the day. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, totally agree with that. Um, what is your favorite personal development book and why? I can't give you one. There's so many. Well, give me two. Give me two. I can't, oh gosh, I don't know. I think the most experienced still has been Date with Destiny with Tony Robbins. I call that, that was the biggest head, I'm going to swear, head fuck every day of the six days. Every time I thought I broke through and it was fine, there was something else. There was something else. And I think it's, the immersiveness of being somewhere and everything else has turned off work, home, kind of family. Um, Do you like Tony I, Robinson's book? Which is your favorite Tony Robbins book? Probably not book Tony Robbins. I like Simon Sinek stuff. Um, I love it. I'm loving neuroscience. I am fascinated by neuroscience and how I can reprogram my brain. Yeah. Yeah, so like John Asheroff does a good one about that stuff, doesn't he? Yeah, I would. I mean, I like him, but yeah. he's not even the level of neuroscience. No. I'm going to like the neuroscience nerds and Class. trying to and learning neuroscience. Excellent, excellent. So you're going to be a neuroscientist by the end of the month. Actually, this is probably a bit of advice, and I can't remember who told me this. I think it was someone in the photography world that I learned photography from the best photographer, but I didn't learn retouching from that photographer because they weren't the best. So I've kind of got Tony Robbins, self-development, okay, neuroscience from a neuroscientist, or um, kind of, we were saying, I've, I've definitely started listening to uh, Abraham Hicks, which is a whole nether level of woo-woo. Um, but it makes sense, the vibration side. I did like The Secret, but I didn't like a lot of it because there's a lot missing. As you know, we don't sit on our butts and just wish for what we want on it. No, I've tried. It just doesn't work. You know, I've sat there, you know, it's for many, many a month. It just, just doesn't work. Yeah, but absolutely. I would say the old me, um, and almost like when we were working together, I was forcing it. So this is the Abraham Thixons made me realize that I was in the law of attraction and doing what I wanted. I was forcing an energy. Whereas actually now I've sat back, um, I would say to you, work flies in stuff stuff just happens to the point every day i'm walking the forest and i'm i'm going wonder what incredible crazy stuff or i say universe like really wowed me today like really like do something that's like wow and it happens every yeah day. yeah yeah that's cool that's cool question number three is what's your favorite app filmic pro, Film pro? pro okay yeah i i have features on that app that i don't have on my 15k c300 
Are they add-on features that people can buy or are they special features because you know the product? All within the app. So put it this way, I have a tutorial how to use this app because this app isn't simple, but there's tutorials on Filmic Pro. Um, it's, it's unbelievable. I've got things like zebras, I can see the highlights. So Jeff, you'd be able to see how bright one side of your face is. I also <laughs> deliberately wore this shirt just in case we got the zebra effect, especially it's for you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, brilliant film. It able to have the focus to check if something's in focus or not. Mm. It's just, it's incredible. Because that's normally on an expensive camera, the zebra thing, yeah, isn't it? It's, you don't have it on zebra, um, 5Ds or, or like no. the DSLRs. No, no. And yeah. to be able to shoot slow motion as well. Yeah. Yeah, very true. Very yeah. true. Okay, so number four is what's your biggest business mistake and what did it teach you? Just one, Vic. Just one. <laughs> so many um not working out my numbers selling selling a product or service over and over again not realizing i was actually paying to go do the work for them that, that's bittersweet at the end of the year and it kind of killed my creativity to the point i nearly quit and gave up when it was sad so yeah the, the money thing just watch the numbers and that's hard for creatives it's really hard to look at that stuff because it's not fun. No, and it's interesting as well because I work a lot with the, the holistic side businesses um, and they th that's not what they get into. They get into help and support others. Yeah. They don't step back and go, what is the business side of it? And it's not until you stop and you look at the business. That's when you understand how everything's moving. And if you... Well, I've had that whole, and you'll know this, Jeff, they're in a conflict with money that because of what happened in Africa that day, I equated to having money, being rich, being wealthy, is being a bad person and I can't help. And that's been around since, God, I, all that happens is you raise your money tolerance and then you self-sabotage. So it doesn't matter how much you get in, I just give it away. And it's only been recently when I've gone out through kinesiology, through self-development to go, actually, no, unless I earn more money, I can't help as many people. So there's that whole feeling good about money and a lot of us don't in this generation. No, 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 we're, we're brought up that you're right, having money has got a negative connotation where actually when you think about it, the more money you have and it, you know, when, when training with Jack and you speak, you hear to all of those sort of people is they go, actually, no, the more money I have, the more people I can help. Yeah. You it's know, uh, yeah, absolutely. Just, what I've learned is money is just the tool. Absolutely. It's what you do with it at the yeah. end of the day. It's not yeah. like we want to eat money. No. It's not like we can't do anything physically with a piece of paper. No. It's what it can get us and what yeah. experience it can get us and what value we can swap. Yeah. And I would just say, if you have a money issue, just provide way more value than mm. you're asking for and just up it little bit by little bit by little bit. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay, question number five is, what are your challenges in balancing work and life um this, and i'm going to tell you this this is this has changed so much since we worked together you 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 guys have no idea we're talking about monumental everest type things here um so but how I do you balance them now for about 10 years because i decided i couldn't be successful this is great i had great inner conflicts i told myself i can't be successful unless i'm working 24 hours a day on one thing so I didn't see family, I didn't see friends, I had no relationships, I had a cat. <laughs> um, and Jeff will tell you that literally, I probably finished work about two in the morning, 
um, I've never really slept. You just have four or five hours sleep and then I would be working, 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 working. Um, and actually it was getting ill to the point that I had to stop. Um, and that was one of the reasons actually that I hired Jeff in the first place was because of the health issues and what you'd been through. And I knew I had to listen to somebody because I was going down that route and I didn't have the self-control because the will, I call it a willpower that when I know what I want, I find a way. And I used to say it was almost a bit like a ball with a red flag. I don't care what it is. I'm just going to like, I'll get there, but I won't be in one piece and enjoy it. So I think it was the tapping to meditation, the meditation to kind of like EFT, things like that. And listening to like East and West and merging them too. So like one side is saying you have to work really hard and not have a break. And the other side is saying, just sit and meditate and everything will come to you and be in the right vibration. So I have found, I think that match between them both. And if anything, I think I've flipped it where I was just saying to Jeff before we started, I think some days I feel guilty that I'm not working hard enough, but I'm just working smarter. And I'm letting it happen. I'm not, it's not, it's not really about the goal for me anymore. It's about my journey, which was the total opposite because everyone was speaking that to me and I just didn't get it. So now I'm just like on my journey, having fun and seeing where it takes me. And I, I have a direction. I know my sat nav, I'm going the right direction, but how it's going to happen, I actually think it's cool not to have control of that. Yeah. But also, it's just, you know, and I asked your permission that I could talk about. It. I talk about your brainstorming sessions as an example. You know, we talk about that. And when when I first started working with Vic, we I, I came down and we literally spent a day brainstorming her ideas. You know, a big big piece of paper on the on the on the table. Let's come up with ideas. And honest to God, in all the years I have coached, I have never had anyone come up with the brain scary ideas of what this woman wanted to do with her life including swimming what was it It was swimming without the aid of uh, protection free and free diving yeah. with sharks great okay white. yeah great white not not like white tip reef sharks she had to do it with great white sharks she didn't you didn't even have all the qualifications did you so obviously you had to and she did it i mean i've got to hand it to it you did it <laughs> I was sitting there going, no, yeah, yeah. A week before, actually, my first official log dive was with a great wife. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So this is this is the type of thing. Then the other one was life's not life's too boring. So now I need to go into combat with special forces <laughs> and do and do video with them. And it was just, it was. I, honestly, I mean, I loved it because I admired the passion and the and the enthusiasm. But when, as you said before, when you look at the underlying side, it was you felt that you just need to constantly do something to take it yeah. to the next level. And so this is this adrenaline thing. Yeah, I do still have, but I think meditations help that. Yeah, they ended up getting adrenal fatigue yeah. and then get more food yeah. intolerances. That vicious yeah. circle, but it yeah. was. I didn't, this was it, I didn't feel alive unless I felt like I was almost going to die. So that pure adrenaline, yeah. great, a shark could eat me, but actually yeah. I didn't feel that. I just felt love for the shark when I was there. Yeah, Jeff, yeah, yeah love for the shark. Yeah. But yeah. also is, is when we talked and you'd go, okay, Jeff, when I, when I would say, okay, we need to concentrate on the business side and you would go, yeah, okay, Jeff. And then I'd ring up and went, oh, I've just done my pap test to go and do my qualifications for diving. And it's like, all right, so we're doing the shark thing anyway, aren't we? So, you know, 
But, I, you know, I will openly, I admire the tenacity that you had. You just had to learn to control. And looking yeah. at you now, you know, you have come so far. I know. From I, that. That's the point of feel guilty when yeah. you were asking that question again, am I working hard enough? And that's when I go into what I call that logical brain who's trying to analyze. But then when I go into the right brain and tap into that empathy and go, no, I'm just actually finally working smart. And it's like the huge pressure that comes off of you is unbelievable. I think for me, I definitely was a control freak and I probably still am on set, but in a better way. I manage people in a better way now because as Jeff will know, when I was doing my first film, I wouldn't stop. So some of the stuff I film, I won't eat. I'll lucky if I drink some water and I'll do like 20 hours, 40 hours straight. And I'll, I used to look at everybody else on my team and go, you're being lazy. Like, where's your commitment? And this is why I think when I met Jeff, I was like, I want to study with Navy SEALs because I love the mindset and the strength that they have. And I think that's what swelled me into self-development. But I need, as you can see, I'm very still that it's there. The balance of the East and West, I have to have it. Otherwise, health-wise, where it's suffered. And now I still have the big dreams and thoughts, but I think I don't, I feel alive now each and every day when I go for that forest walk. I don't have to try and kill myself and be on the edge of a cliff to feel alive anymore. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Okay, so question number six is, what advice would you give an entrepreneur that you wish you had known starting out? Um, that it's not a straight journey. That it's not. Um, the thing, and I think it's hard, and I don't know if this helps, there is a different route to working day and night. There really is. There's something magical about knowing what you want. I think the important why is huge because at the beginning, I didn't know why. I achieved, as we said, the creative life, a big massive TV show, second grit on the show. And I didn't feel great afterwards. And I was almost caught up with that. I didn't know why I wanted stuff. I just picked stuff I wanted. So knowing why is the most important thing. Self-belief, although I didn't have self-belief. And it's even now, I still doubt myself. I have this thing I push through. More than anything, just fail and fail and fail and feel good about it. Every time I fail, I honestly am excited because I've just learned how to not screw up one more time doing something else. And don't expect everyone to believe in your dream. It's your dream on your own. If you're lucky enough and blessed enough to have people that support you, that's great. If you don't, there will be other people like-minded out there. So the best thing I did was get myself more in an entrepreneurial group, go to meetings, go to events, because nobody else around me, they were actually really trying to pull me in the opposite direction. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's brilliant. Okay, so question number seven is, what is your definition of success? My definition of success is very different now. <laughs> um, but it's more having probably the word freedom. Um, so... I kind of say wealth is the new health. So being free, having health. So being able to wake up and do what I want to do, wherever I want to do it, with whoever I want to do it, whenever I want to do it. Having like that freedom. Yeah, yeah. We, the next question was about your habit, but you've talked about your morning. You've, you've done your morning habit. You've talked yeah. about that importance of meditation and getting into that routine to start your day right as well. And I would say because I was forced... I had over a hundred food intolerances for about four years and I couldn't even go to dinner anywhere. Um, it was awful. And I was eating, I used to call baby food. I think there was about 20 foods I could eat. 
that that made me very mindful that what I put in my body makes such a huge difference to my brain and my creativity. So for, as an entrepreneur, I think the most important thing is the way we think. And to the point now, although I love meat, I'm looking at having less meat, having a few vegan meals, and I do feel different. And the stuff that's in our food, I think I've become very wary of, or I've learned a lot, educated about food, about pesticides, about kind of lots of scary, scary stuff I didn't know before. Yeah. It makes a huge difference. Yeah. Do you still drink that green stuff? I drink a different green stuff. So ah, I used to drink wheatgrass. That was it. So much of it that my body came, became intolerant to even some of the healthy stuff. Wow. Yeah? That's commitment. systems. <laughs> they tested my adrenal results three times because they've never seen anything like it. They thought I was on hardcore drugs. I was like, no, that's the adrenaline. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I have spirulina. And funny enough, the more healthy you are, the sweeter it tastes. If oh, I'm really? Like I did say yesterday, so I don't mm. want everyone to think I'm really healthy. I had McDonald's on the way back from a long drive, so I went to Cardiff and back again for a three-hour job, mm. and I went and had McDonald's, and I liked it, and I enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't feel bad for it, but no. then the spirulina this morning tasted vile, <laughs> really vile. <laughs> okay. All right, the final question is the life lesson question. So you'd pick a number between 1 and 50, whatever it turns up we discuss um, it's okay for you to disagree with it because obviously it's a life lesson. So pick a number between one and 50. I'm going to pick 39 because I'm going to be 40 next month. 39. <laughs> oh, okay. So 39 is it's good to cry. So this, oh, was some, yeah. so this is something that I learned because I mm. kind of like grew up believing that guy, well, especially for me, guys don't cry. Guys, you know, if you, if you cry, it's a sign of weakness and everything else. But as I was going through my illness and I realized that actually Sometimes when you bottle everything in, there's, you know, from an emotional point of view, whether it's depression or anything else, there has to be a point of a release. And yeah. actually what I found is, is once you, once you kind of like did that and, and got it out, it's not a sign of weakness. In fact, it's a sign that you're a human being and not some automaton robot. Um, and I just wondered what you think about that. That's really interesting because I've got, a lot of views now about that. So coming from stepping into a trade floor where I was the only woman, the youngest girl on the trade floor, um, an older generation of men, I was, and actually this came from my dad. I got this from Date with Destiny, funny enough. It's an interesting question. Um, in order to gain his love and respect, I had to be hard, tough. Um, and you think on the trade floor, I had male energy. I was masculine. I had to be tough. People would spit in my face like a trader would be arguing whatever else. I was tough. I was hard. And I had this thing about vulnerability is weakness. I need to be strong and hard. So for a lot of years, and I think it did help me my success because people would say, but you're nervous and you're this and that. And I was like, I just shut it off. So I was very good at shutting certain um, feelings off and just shutting them down. But you're right. That stayed and of all places, like people will say there's something when you're stressed, you always get sick in the same place. Maybe you get ear infections, maybe your eyes, or kind of, mine is my gut, my stomach. And actually, I, I know I held it all in my gut for so long, and that's probably what triggered the stress and issues. Um, now what I've learned is there is, a, I might not say this right, paras, there is a, like a whole part of your emotions 
that deals with that that's there which you can shut off parasympathetic that's that it, it? And, right, okay. and that's linked to your stomach there's nerves that link to your stomach so for me actually when i was having in my second year of business trying to learn to video i called it a mini like mental breakdown every month i would be crying and hollering whatever else that really helps I would say, yes, it's good. I think what I've learned is actually your gift is expressing emotion as an entrepreneur. I think when you're not an entrepreneur, lots of people shut things off. As an entrepreneur, there's this like um, self-development, spiritual, whatever you call it, journey, that you have to open this little box and it's not easy. And when you do, you start an entrepreneurial path. Because I think once you've had that light turned on, unfortunately, you can't turn it off. No. <laughs> No, and the box gets the box lid gets thrown away. Yeah, and you've got no idea. It's like off a cliff, and let's just see. And I think that's that little bit where maybe two percent of your day, you know, you're doing what you want to love, but you're not loving it, and it's freaking awful. You yeah. don't know how you're going to pay the bills, mm. and there's no clients and everything else. Because a lot of that journey is that, yeah. and people around you, that's all they see, and you're not yeah. happy. Mm. But you seeing the light. Why would you go back? Mm be a robot you just yeah. i just couldn't yeah no that's brill that's brill and like i say you know it's great to see how far you've come because and you i'm are... still going even more i call it zen like yeah 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 absolutely yeah zen thing and i think it's called like the old deepak chopra calls it law of detachment i have really been and i call it i play with the universe now so i'm detaching and playing and like i'm having a game with it it's not stressful and it's just fun and exciting that's brilliant so how can so how can people find out more about you and what you do so they can go to www.video-marketer.com okay um that's my training site or they can find me on social media um i don't use twitter that much anymore okay. because i believe it's going to die so let's see if okay. i'm right or wrong okay um instagram for me is the new way forward especially now we can market on instagram mm -hmm. and facebook so i think on instagram i am victoria grec photo okay and if people want to almost get to know me more for me that is the stripped not stripped literally <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah that's a whole other level i didn't know you did that <laughs> uh, version of me where it's kind of more motivational stuff stuff that i need to feed me that i share things mm. like that my Facebook and business Facebook page, I have to keep it a little bit more toned down. And I still don't, you won't see very many of me doing selfies, but I, I, I vow next year I'll do more of that. Because I don't scare anyone in the morning where I've got my hair tied back, no makeup. It'll be like, oh my God. Yeah, well, normally we just, normally we just see the photograph of the wood. That's normally what we're saying. The, dog, you know? the dog's really pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. Vic, you know, it's it's not only is it lovely just to sort of speak because we haven't spoken to each other in ages. I know. But it's it's lovely to thank you for joining me on the podcast as well. Thank you for having me on. I feel honoured to have, to be on your very cool podcast. Excellent, and you know, I just want to say, wishing you the greatest success and take care. Thank you. You too. So first of all, just let me say a massive thank you for joining me today. It's lovely to know that you're out there listening. And it's great to have the emails that I get from you with suggestions about the show and what you think about the show. That's really nice. Really does help me make the show even better. 
If you'd like to find out more about me and the types of services I offer or my social media links, then please visit www.jeffnicholson.uk. You can also join us on the Facebook page. Just search for Success IQ Podcast. And that's a new page that we've put up that I'm trying to grow and develop. So you can tune in and find us on other stations such as Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, and of course, iTunes. And if you have the time, it would be great if you could pop over there, leave a rating, leave a review, because it really does help me grow the show and make the impact that I'm really looking for. So just to say, I hope you have a fantastic week. I wish you the greatest success and I look forward to speaking to you next week. Take care.